0: That's www.activeskinrepair.com, code VILLAGE for 20% off your order. Hey everyone, welcome to Voices of Your Village. This is episode number 34. Guys, let me tell you about my gal Chrissy Powers. This woman is amazing. I love her. I have been following her on Instagram for a hot minute and she is hilarious and just adorable and she's Vulnerable and honest, and I love her. So I brought her on. She is a marriage and family therapist. She's a mom to three tiny humans. And let's get real. Like, we are not perfect all the time. We're tired. No one expects you to get it right a hundred percent of the time. So, what do you do when you don't? right? Like, how do we? What happens when you have conflict in front of your kids with your partner or uh, when you yell and you just are tired and you don't even know if you can be a kind human that in those moments, what do you do? How do you come back from that? How do you balance these crazy lives that we live here in America of working a crazy amount of hours and parenting and co-parenting and all the things that come with this, right? Like co-parenting is no joke. All of a sudden you're responsible for raising a tiny human, this amazing responsibility, but there's someone who might be doing it a little differently. How do you how do you balance that? How do we speak kindly to each other when it's the end of the day and we're just done? Well, Chrissy and I tackled all these things, and I'm so excited to share with you. She is, she's just so real and authentic, and she also understands, like, it's not going to be perfect, and we're not always going to solve the problem before we go to bed, and that's okay. I love, love, love her perspective. All right, let's hang out with Chrissy. Welcome to Voices of Your Village, a place where parents, caregivers, teachers, and experts come to support one another on this wild ride of raising tiny humans. We combine decades of experience with the latest research to create the modern parenting village. Let's dive into honest conversation about real parenting challenges so it doesn't have to be this hard. I'm your host, sleep consultant, child development specialist, and passionate feminist, Alyssa Blass Campbell. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Voices of Your Village. Today, I'm here with Chrissy Powers. Hey, Chrissy. Hey. How are you? We're doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Chrissy's here with her sweet little newborn in her arms. Yes. <laughs> Such a treat.
1: <laughs> if you hear some coos or maybe some cries, that's her. <laughs> we'll take it. Chrissy, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yes. So first and foremost, I am a wife and mom of three now. Uh, Waylon is seven or so, seven. What am I talking about? He wants to be seven. He's six. (laughs) Um, And uh, Ezekiel is almost three. And then I have a four-week-old Ruby, my first girl. I'm married to Sam. He is a gifted carpenter. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. I got my degree back in 2010 and then worked really hard in the midst of having kids to get licensed. So I'm really proud of that. Um, And then back when I had my first child, I think he was probably around six months old. I started uh, blogging and just fell in love with it. I just created a website and thought, okay, this is where I can put everything um, about motherhood and parenting and what I'm learning, as well as stuff that I am learning in my practice as a therapist. Um, It's grown from there to be more of just our family blog, but I, I still feel like it's like my space to write about anything. Like right now I'm working on a, piece about anxiety because I struggle with that um so yeah it's kind of like my little section of the internet and I love it so and then also I have a podcast I started that um almost a year ago it's called Sure Babe and I absolutely love it we were talking about that earlier
0: so um that is me in a nutshell right now <laughs> I love it. I love it. I found you on Instagram and your feed is dreamy and I just love following your tiny humans. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. So I brought you on today because we had a request to talk about conflict in front of tiny humans and kind of how to navigate that um, with your partner or co-parent, whomever you might be on this journey with and how to have that adult conflict or do you or don't you. It's something that I'm often asked in my tiny humans, big emotions groups. Like, what if we're not on the same page about something? Or how do I model this? So I polled my audience and got some specific questions for you that I'd like to. Oh, that's good. (laughs) Dive in. (laughs) Awesome. So the first question I got was like, do you, do you have conflict in front of kids? And at what point do you draw that line? Yeah, that's a really good question. And um, I feel like personally, it's like impossible
1: to not have conflict in front of your kids. We, Sam and I have had several conflicts and on to be totally honest, like some of them have been not good in front of our kids and I feel guilty after. And, and I realize like, okay, that's a red flag for us. I don't want to have that type of interaction in front of our kids because it crossed, you know, it's kind of like this line, this invisible line that, you know, okay, that line was crossed. Like um, to not abuse, but, um, I would, yeah, never say that, but, um, you, you know, from being something that's like a healthy, like this is normal. People have conflict. This is how we resolve it to, um, you know, yelling or screaming, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, so that's happened. I'm raising my hand to be honest with all of you (laughs) guys listening. Um, but every time it does, I'm just reminded, like, okay that was wrong and that was that felt bad and that's not who I want to be and that's not who we want to be in front of our kids and almost every time that that has happened um, usually it's at night when we're like exhausted and we're fighting over something stupid and maybe we think the kids here or maybe we know they hear, here and we wake up the next day and you know I, I try to apologize and say you know that was not what uh, that's not right mommy and daddy are so sorry we do love each other and we love you guys and you know we let our emotions get to us our big emotions I like to say to my kids because that's how it feels to them sometimes you know when they have tantrums so uh, and to us (laughs) yeah and to us it's the same it's like an adult tantrum especially if you're in a relationship and you're desperately trying to co-parent parenting is so hard so A lot of the times we will have conflict over parenting in front of our kids. And my husband will say, you're undermining me right now. And I realize I probably am. And I'm like, okay, that's another indicator of uh, sometimes I see him doing things that I'm like, as a therapist and a mom that's with my kids, most of the time, I realize I'm just trying to help him because I know what works more than what he knows what works. But at the same time, it's kind. It is undermining his authority and like the respect that they might have for him. So when he says that to me, that's my cue to be like, okay, I'm just gonna be quiet, and then maybe I'm gonna pull him aside where the kids can't hear, and I'm gonna tell him what I see, and what's not working for me, or what I don't like about how he parented, or how he, you know, did something. Um, so I'm I'm working on that, <laughs> working yeah. on trying to be more tactful in. In how I um approach him, but um yeah, I think conflict is actually a good thing for kids to see because it's something they're going to encounter, especially if they end up in you know a yeah. partnership and they want to make it work, and they're gonna have to learn like this is normal, and I think what is most important about that is that they see how you resolve it, or they see you say, "I'm sorry, that was not how we wanted to be, and that that was we're going to try to be better or that that was wrong of us. I'm really big on asking my kids for forgiveness because, you know, that's just so important because we're not perfect.
0: Yeah, for sure. And it's a lot of pressure to feel like we have to be perfect if we're not yeah. going to turn to forgiveness. Exactly. Uh, do you find as the one who's with them more that it, you often see things in your husband that are frustrating or that you would do differently differently? V- and not as much vice versa, like that it's more you finding these things?
1: Yes, I do. I feel like I understand the kids more because I'm Mm -hmm. with them more. Although it's really funny because he's a faster reader. So he has read way more parenting books in the last year than I have. And he's always like, you need to read this. You need to read that part. I'm like, I don't have time and I'm tired at night. I turn my brain off. But um, in the last year, honestly, he's, he's read so much more. So he'll tell me then like, Hey, this is what I read. And I'll be like, Yeah, yeah, I like that. Or, okay, I'll work on that too. Um, But most of the time, it's, um, I understand their personalities better. I understand Mm -hmm. what works better with them. Because I'm the one that has to implement those things more throughout the day. Right. Um, just like
0: experience with them.
1: Yeah. It's just experience. And sometimes it's hard for him because he wants to be a dad that comes home and, and gets it. But I think for men, sometimes, at least if you work outside the home, it's hard sometimes to come home and turn off your work brain and then be a parent. And so, yeah, that, that's kind of the scenario that happens in our house. Sometimes it's like, my husband doesn't turn off his work brain And kind of micromanages the household and then realizes he's doing that because I'll I'll voice it and then he'll work on like, okay, you're right. I need to like slow down or I need to listen or I need to talk differently
0: to them. Right. Well, and I think we prepare um, women, this is a little heteronormative, but I think we prepare women to be moms way more than we prepare boys to be dads. Definitely. And even looking at like my Instagram feed versus my husband's Instagram feed, like mine is babies and moms and uh, yeah. a whole different picture than his. Yeah. And just the things that we're taking in every day on a daily basis. And so I think that like gender wise, that it, it can play a real role. And I think it's something that we need to acknowledge. Yeah. And also look at like, I always want to like pause and say, like, all right, that's not how I would do this. But is is the way that he's doing this go mm-hmm. against like my morals and values, or is it just different? And later we could talk about how it might be more streamlined oh, or easier yeah. for him next time.
1: <laughs> yeah. One I love how you said that because the way my husband parents our kids is completely different in the style of like how he talks to them. And and that's great because he has that more masculine. He brings that to the family and to um, parenting our kids. And then I'm definitely much more of the nurturer. Like I want to stop and listen. Although (laughs) I do have my moments of like snapping and just stop fighting. (laughs) Um, But that mother's heart is, I think it's just different than a father's does not mean at all that it's not as good you know, and that I cannot take away from who he is as a man trying to parent our children, and I have to work on maybe um, not critiquing him when he's is uh, parenting our kids, um, unless it is something like you said that goes against my parenting beliefs or my morals and values. And sometimes it is. Sometimes it's like, no, I want. I'm working on positive parenting. I'm working on. Uh, understanding my child I'm so yeah sometimes that takes a little bit more patience and so I'm trying to like even teach my husband that because and we're both doing that to each other we're both like he's reading the books and I'm kind of teaching him different uh theologies or theories that I'm learning in parenting and and you just have to have that openness
0: this show is sponsored by better help visit betterhelp.com/voices today to get 10% off your first month that's betterhelp h e l p .com/voices hormone harmony is an all-in-one hormonal balancing solution for women of all ages Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens they help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormone changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. Hormone harmony is perfect for those horrible menopause symptoms that put your life on hold, like hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, poor sleep and feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas. Yeah, hormone harmony can help with all these things. And the biggest benefit, feeling like yourself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews, and there are over seventeen thousand reviews for Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get fifteen percent off your entire first order at HappyMammoth.com. Just use the code Village at checkout. That's HappyMammoth.com, and use the code Village for fifteen percent off today. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a good point. Like the co- the communication between the two of you um, when you're not in conflict. Just like, here's what I'm trying to do. That's awesome. So what about, this is one of the questions that I received was, what about when you're not ready to resolve the conflict? Like something comes up and you guys are both still in emotion, in these big emotions, and you're not ready to resolve it. And you might not be ready to resolve it while the kids are around. Like you might need space, you might need time, you might need Mm -hmm. whatever, how do you navigate that in front of the kids that like models positive yeah. conflict threats? That is a really good question. Cause
1: um, yeah, there's been times where I'm just like, I'm, I'm hurt. I'm not ready to talk yet or mm, I like um, that. yeah. And I'll have to say, I, I'll voice that. Um, and sometimes it might look like space. If you guys need space, if that, if one person needs to leave the house um, in order to cool off, I think that's an, I think that's a good idea you definitely do not have to solve conflict right away um, because you, you need time to process. You need time to um, there's first degree or what it's um, called primary and secondary emotions. Secondary emotion is what you feel first, which is kind of confusing. I remember in grad school learning this and it took us forever to wrap our brains around and I might be botching it, but this is how I remember. <laughs> Second, Secondary emotions are like anger. And that comes out looking like, you know, maybe you're just, your face has it all written all over you and you're yelling, but the primary emotion is what you're really feeling. And that's underneath the anger. And a lot of times that's fear or that's being really hurt or scared, you know? Um, so, so kind of taking that time to decompress from like just the anger to like, okay, what is that I, that I'm really feeling? that's important and that takes time. So if that, if you need to leave the house and go for a walk or a drive, um, then that's okay. And I think it's okay that it, um, you know, I I think kids are resilient and you can come back the next day if it happened in front of them and say, okay, this is what happened and I'm sorry. And we figured it out and dad and mom are okay. Or, you know, we're fine and we're working on this. And I think that's okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that communication with them, I always, I created an emotion processing method with a colleague that we researched last year. We're writing a book on it now. But um, the whole idea of it is how do we find our calm before we resolve conflict? Yes. And we researched this on tiny humans, so I can't speak to it with adults. Although personally, as an adult, we have I've like used it in my everyday yeah. life. And um, it's essentially like a step-by-step how-to guide. But what we found was that we were often expressing a feeling and even acknowledging like i hear that you're mad but mm. then we tried to solve the conflict and yeah. you, we got to find that calm first we've got to tap into those coping strategies and i love it, it was cool to hear it in those in those two stages of like secondary i think of it as like the amygdala brain and coming into yeah. the frontal cortex that like we've got to get out of your feelings brain exactly you solve your feelings brain yeah i
1: i think it says that in the book too um no drama, discipline. It's all like they call it yeah. the upstairs brain, and you can't talk to the, your kids' real brain until that brain calms down. It's so the true. same thing with us adults. Like, if your our therapist years ago said, our couples therapist said, it's like you are viewing your spouse with this monster suit on and you can't talk to them until you take the monster suit off. And so sometimes I can't do that. I can't yeah. <laughs> take his monster suit off. Like he just looks like a monster to me. And until I am able to calm down and view him as the person who he really is, then I can't resolve the conflict.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. That's such good imagery. But I think it's hard, right? Like, I do you know, personally, my husband is better at this. And he's also better at noticing when I need it. Like he'll say, like, you know what, I'm gonna go do this for a little bit, which he doesn't necessarily need space, but I do. Yeah. And so he's taking space from me. Well, from you, for you, yeah. <laughs> for me, exactly. Good. And yeah, I feel like that's like our constant work in progress. But that self-awareness piece is so hard to be like, Oh, so hard. But I'm mad and I wanna be mad right here yep. at you. <laughs> yep. Because sometimes it feels
1: so good to be mad and yell, but it doesn't really solve anything. And then you realize like, okay, this isn't really doing anything for me. I'm just feeling emotion and I'm not resolving
0: anything. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I love that. So what about if you did? So if you were in that space where you did and you yelled at your partner, um, somebody asked when you snap at your partner and then that's just out there and you might feel that guilt or you know, like... "Ah, this is not how I want this to go down, especially in front of the tiny humans. Like I want to model something different. What do you do? Like, how do you then, what's the immediate response to your partner? So if you notice it right away,
1: which I would say that's really good. That's like you're, you know, halfway there, um, (laughs) noticing it. And then just like real quickly, like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I did that to you again. Just apologizing right away. And just saying, I'm owning it, owning that I'm working on that. I'm so sorry I did that to you. Or maybe it's like being on my phone or something. And he's like, Hey, you know, I, I'm talking to you. And then I'll be like, instead of being defensive, which in the past, I'd be like, well, I'm working or I'm doing this, or you know, I'll have an excuse. I think lately I've been trying to just be like, you know what? I'm so sorry. I am put my phone down. Hmm. Um, and if that happens in front of the kids, that's great. Cause then they, yeah. <laughs> us model that. that yeah. behavior, But yeah, I would just say if you recognize it right away, that's awesome. And don't be too prideful to say,
0: I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I snapped at you. Yeah. Um, well, and I think also being able to say like, I, on the other end, like, I don't like it when you talk to me like that right? Like oh, yeah. the other day I am on my phone a lot. I guess same. I like blame it on business all the time. Yeah, And uh, <laughs> my husband is not on his phone very often. And mm-hmm. we had gotten to a point in the night where I had put my phone away. And so my expectation was that he was going to as well. And yeah. I walked downstairs and he was on his phone and I said something about it. And we're living with my mothers in law right now. And so they were in the room as well. And he was, he made like a snarky comment back, which is not typical for him. And I, it like caught me off guard and I just went silent. And it wasn't until like an hour later when we were going to bed where he was like, are you okay? (laughs) And I was like, no, like what you said to me, I thought was really rude. And he just said, yeah, that was. And I was like, oh, like, wow yeah <laughs> it was so disarming when he I was he like ready to immediately yeah <laughs> yeah I was ready to be like w- armed <laughs> with my fight and he was like yeah it was rude and I was like oh all right I guess okay. this is done <laughs> yeah. you were like okay that is amazing yeah you were like had the fighting gloves
1: on and he totally refused yeah. you so yeah I mean so many times when you can you can avoid the conflict by just being vulnerable and honest by like mm-hmm. saying you know, he was vulnerable and noticing that you weren't, you know, that something was up and they asked you and then you said, yeah, no, I'm not like that was rude. And then that was great. I think that's awesome.
0: Yeah. Thanks. I wish I would have done it like an hour sooner. Cause I was <laughs> just like angry at him. Yes. But instead I could have just been like, Zach, I think that comment was rude. And he probably yeah. would have been like, yeah, it was, I'm sorry. And it could have been over, but instead I just sat there fuming, building my argument.
2: Mm -hmm. So that
0: when I said it, I was ready. It's so silly.
2: It's
0: so silly. Yeah. It just totally drains your energy too. Yeah. And like Mm -hmm. that night is then like a wash, right? Like, cool. So another question that I got from them was like, what about, and this is actually something you can probably relate to right now. What about when you're just exhausted? And like, she actually mentioned postpartum life, like when day after day, it's like, I'm just in survival mode. Like I am not functioning. She said it feels like in a fully rational brain because I'm just in survival mode. Yeah. Oh girl, I feel you. Um,
1: (laughs) I, I, we had some really bad fights towards the end of my pregnancy because I was like, And I just really, I had no, like, I couldn't ration things. And I was like, I would just cry. and Just look at him and be like, I just need you to give me a break. And like, you know, this isn't going to get resolved tonight. I think I even said that one time. I was like, yeah, this is not getting resolved tonight. I need to go to bed. I knew exactly what my body needed because I was like, I'm drained. I can't do this anymore. I'm in pain. I'm uncomfortable. And if I could just voice that to him and he had the understanding to be like, all right, you're right. And then sometimes he would just say, I can't wait for you to not be pregnant anymore. And I would just, instead of being offended by that, I just was like, you're right. Me too. <laughs>
2: <Same>. So <laughs>
1: it's like a ton of grace. I feel like you just have to have that for yourself and your relationship and for each other. Because recently, you know, we're in that postpartum phase right now. And I realized like uh, one morning that my spouse was a little like on edge and snippety at all of us. And I was like, inside, I was like, wait, he's not the one up all night nursing the baby. And he didn't just push a baby out, you know, like I did. And I went to there in my head. And then I looked and I was like, but he has his own transition too. men have their own, uh, you know, things that they go through internally after they have, after their spouse has a baby, or, you know, their parents and that I can't take that away from him. And so I remembered that. And I was like, okay, I'm glad I remembered that. So I'm not like a complete jerk, just saying, taking away or invalidating what he's feeling. And I just looked at him. and I was like, you need to go surf. You need to go like, get out of the house, go for a drive. Or go get in the water. And I, he did. And he felt better after. Cause you know, I think he was just feeling too, like the work he's just working all the time and working at home and working at, at the job and all this stuff. So if you're in a hard phase of life, just give yourself some grace and just know like you guys are both in survival mode or maybe one spouse is in survival mode and the other one just needs to have a little bit more patience because it's not going to be like that forever. So that's where the grace can come in because you know like this isn't forever. This is just right now
0: and just give yourself what you need. That's awesome. Good self-care. yes (laughs) whatever that looks like like yeah but for real like sometimes that's surfing sometimes it's Mm -hmm. going to bed and being like this isn't going to be resolved tonight and I just need to sleep totally Uh, yeah whatever Uh, I had switched an IUD and I had Mm -hmm. these like monster awful periods for like three months afterwards Mm -hmm. and I was like I was a it was, Yeah. I was not in a balanced mindset. That is for sure. And poor Zach, he's so patient. He had like come home from work. He was doing his master's at night at the time. And so his, his life was crazy and came home, he made dinner and then he was going to have to go into the office and do work. And he was like, do you mind just doing the dishes after dinner? And I just started sobbing just full. I could not do the dishes after dinner. Yeah. And <laughs> he was like, okay, and instead, like, he did the dishes, he put me to bed, he brought, he put, like, Grey's Anatomy on or something and was like, oh, here, like, this is what you need. And, like, I'm I'm so grateful for that. But I think that, like, that's a huge part of this for me is, like, being honest with your partner about where you are so that they can support you as well.
1: Yeah. Yes, that is really key. Yeah, whoever asked this question, just be honest with yourself and be honest with your partner, I would say, um, just say where you're at, what it feels like. Sometimes I try to explain, I used to try to explain to my husband what it felt like to be pregnant. I'm like, (laughs) it's like an alien is taking over your body and your brain. And I was like, I don't have control over this anymore. And like, you know, I tried so hard to explain it to him and, and they'll never know what it's Mm -hmm. like, and we'll never know what it's like to be a man and have that, um, you know, the hormones that they have. So, um, yeah, that's why I say just yeah, be open and honest, then have that grace for each other.
3: Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. I know that raising a Differently Wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.
2: Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values?
0: Totally, and I like that you pointed out like it's not going to feel like this forever, and that's one thing Zach has brought up to me because when you're in it, when you're feeling those feelings, it, it for me at least does feel like this is how this is how I'm going to feel now. This mm-hmm. is my new life. This mm-hmm. is the new brain. I'm never going to be able to do the dishes after dinner again. Like everything just feels so much bigger than it is. Yeah, and he's he, he helps me get back to a, a calm place and remember that like you might wake up tomorrow feeling a little better. Just yeah, raise anatomy and sleep for now. That's so good. (laughs) What are some don'ts for conflict in front of the
1: tiny humans? Oh, anything that crosses uh, the abuse line, I say is a don't for sure. Or something, I mean, anything even aggressive, I don't, I think is just really important to keep a safe place for kids in their home, um, or wherever you are their home, you know, as a parent. So even something like throwing something like throwing the phone um that's a don't because that's aggressive um you know obviously anything physical shaking um if your spouse asks for space and wants to be in the room alone give that space don't bombard them and especially don't do that in front of your kids like show that you can give that person space
0: i love that just respect for their body. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Respect for the person's body and their space. Yeah. Cool. So the other big popular question that I got here was about like intimacy dates connection was like the theme. Like, do you think that going on regular dates is a thing that can help like maintain connection or Kind of lower the chances for conflict, and if yeah. so, like, what does that look like? Like, does a date have to be a dinner in a movie, or can it be like we're gonna put phones away and just be present to each other? Like, what is that? That is, yeah, a good question. Um,
1: because so many times we're like, we need a weekly date night, and it just doesn't happen all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I look back, and I some of the best times, sounds stupid, um, in our marriage was when we were watching the same show together on mm. Netflix, like Game of Thrones and connecting over it. And I like I miss having that connection like because that we were spending time with each other and talking about it. Um, but I don't, I mean, that's just one idea of a date, you know, just being with each other after you put the kids down and sitting on the couch and giving each other some eye contact and talking. Or sometimes you're just exhausted and you don't need to talk and you just want to watch a show together and connect over it. That for me fills me up. For my husband, I think the eye contact and putting my phone down and listening to him, that gives him that connection or fills him up. Um, but I also love the idea of like doing something together, even just like a family walk. We were just on a walk this morning and I told my husband, like, I really want to start doing this more like after dinner or once a day, maybe if we can just get outside together. Or, you know, we used to, as we, when we were dating, we used to exercise together. <laughs>
0: then we became parents.
1: Oh, we don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I have told him for the last year. I mean, I was pregnant almost for the last year. So I, I wasn't really into working out that much. But I really want to start doing something together again. And mm. I know he would absolutely love it if I surfed with him. It's a little hard with three kids. But if we could make that happen, and this doesn't have to happen every week. But those little things that I know, like that's his world. If I can enter into his world, and he could enter into my world a little bit more and do it together. I feel like that is a huge like
0: intimacy connector. I yeah. love that. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I it was interesting. We took the like love languages quiz. Yeah. And um, I was like, oh, Zach like number one without a doubt scored quality time. And I was like, yes. Because for him, phones, like we said earlier, is the same thing. Like if there's a phone or even if we're hanging out and we don't know the answer to something and I'm like, oh, I'll just look it up. He's like, no, now you're not paying attention to me.
1: Yeah.
0: And all those things are starting to fit together and we're so clear and mine's physical touch. So I can like lay on the couch and watch a show if he's rubbing my feet and we're good. (laughs) Yes. And, but that's not enough for him, right? Like he wants right. to talk and hang out and have like, for him, quality time looks different and figuring out what that looked like for the both of us so that both of our needs could get met because what was fulfilling me wasn't necessarily fulfilling him.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes so much sense to pull that love, uh, the love languages into it because that's where it's at is speaking the other person's love language and filling them up in that way.
0: Yeah, and it it's interesting because he at first when I took them like my thing was like, well, this is how I give love. And mm-hmm. I wanted him to just start receiving that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, well, that's my intention, and I had to switch my mindset there of like, mm, it's my job to give love how you receive love. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's harder. It is. Mm-hmm. it is. It is. Awesome. Do you have anything you want to leave our listeners with? Kind of advice-wise, or things that you've seen as trends that are beneficial or helpful for navigating conflict with your partner or co-parent? Um,
1: I would just say if you guys are really struggling with like how to parent together, and there you're like kind constantly at odds with each other and fighting, then maybe that's like something you guys want to figure out together. Like what is a philosophy that you both can get behind? So yeah, I think a lot of times you don't want to just leave it up to one person and be like, whatever you, you take care of the kids and you figure out how we're going to do it. Um, Mm -hmm. enter into that together and research some, you know, maybe it's a book, maybe it's my friend, Wendy has a really great e-course on, um, you know, positive parenting and she coaches um, parents together. And sometimes I'm like, Hey, go do that. Like go get a a coach. That's going to help you guys figure out together how to parent. And I I should just say it right now. It's called fresh start families. Yeah. Wendy Snyder, fresh start families. And uh, so doing something like that, or simply just reading a book together on, um, you know, so maybe you don't, adhere to everything in that book but you'll take pieces of it and or even just like um you know sam and i love to like listen to podcasts throughout the day because i can listen to a podcast when i'm doing something he can listen to one at work sometimes and then we'll come back at the end of the day and talk about it so yeah figure out what how you guys want to parent together and then you know deal with the conflict as it happens because obviously even if you have your both like adhere to the same parenting philosophy, you're still gonna have conflict on how you execute it. And just in life, it'll come up. But um, yeah, I would say that would probably be the best thing to do if you're constantly fighting. Um, I always recommend therapy, counseling, couples therapy, even family therapy. It's so great and invaluable if you guys are really in a, you know, hard spot, even if you're just kind of You know, I think a lot of times people think like, oh, therapy, you have to be really, really bad off for that. (laughs) Right. No, no. It's just, it's just helpful. It's just like, you don't know. There is wisdom in a multitude of counselors. And so if you are like searching for that wisdom, you know, you can search for it in lots of different places. Now we have so many different resources. So
0: yeah, I love that. Yeah. We've treated therapy as like kind of like brushing your teeth where we're, we want to use therapy as a preventative measure, not just yeah. something we're going to, like you wouldn't not brush your teeth and then just show up to the dentist and be like, ah, eh, fix all this. Yeah, uh, That's the same way we treat therapy, that we don't want to just show up and be like, ooh, things got so bad, so we're here now. Uh, oh, totally.
1: I, I learned like a statistic in grad school that was so sad that the majority of couples wait, I think six years to get into therapy when they need it. And that's why couples therapy sometimes doesn't have a very good outcome. Or um, I think that mm. it was like, oh, does statistically does couples therapy work? Well, I think that it, it was showing that it was like, it's really hard um, for couples therapy to work when you wait too long to get into therapy. So yeah. I always say like, yeah, if you guys are struggling, get
0: in. Yeah. Before there's so much water under the bridge. Exactly. I love that. I love it um awesome so i would love to hear where people can connect with you if you want to throw that out there i know you're working on some cool stuff over there yeah. if you want to share that yes i would love to um yeah you can get a hold of me
1: my website is chrissypowers.com there's like a contact me button on there so you can email me through that or you can find me on instagram i'm on there probably too much <laughs> 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 at Chrissy J Powers. So you can DM me. I love getting messages from people and comments. And then I'm on Facebook too, but I don't really know how to use it that well. So <laughs> I'm trying to get better at that. But yeah, I'm I am releasing an e course um in September. We're shooting for the 10th, but um You know, mom life might push that back a little bit, but we're excited that it will be available in September. And it's all about—it's going to be called "Finding Your Voice: A Mindful Approach to Making Your Passions Profitable." Because I have a really big desire to help people find what it is they're meant to do and how to do it well. And the world today, there's so many opportunities, and there's just so much creativity. And we have a hard time being mindful enough to like find out what it is that we're meant to do. That's Pretty much the e-course in a nutshell, but there's a lot in it. So I love that. Yeah, so there'll be some some freebies and some uh, discounts and you know webinars coming up all about that. So you can go to my website
0: because you didn't have enough going on. Yeah, (laughs) because because I didn't have enough on my plate. I decided (laughs) to do that. (laughs) I love it. I love it. There's a quote that hangs above my desk. I'm not sitting in front of my desk right now, so hopefully I don't botch this. But it says to find what makes you come alive instead of what the world needs from you, because what the world really needs is more people who have come alive. Oh, I love that quote. Yes. It's so good. And I was like, yeah. And like, but it's such a, uh, I, I find myself being like, Ooh, I could do this because I'm hearing people say that this is a need. And it's just a constant reminder for me that like, I've got to stay true to my why and what makes me come alive. Exactly. That's, Yep. That's going to be in the e-course. <laughs> Pop it right in. Is awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, Chrissy. Thanks so much for joining us. And yes. I'm jazzed for you in this new e-course launch. I'm excited too. Thank you so much for having me. It was really fun. Thanks for tuning in to Voices of Your Village. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at voicesofyourvillage.com. Did you know that we have a special community for all of you to be a part of so that we can all gather together to raise emotionally intelligent humans? Head on over to Facebook, search Seed and Sow: colon, Voices of Your Village and dive into that Facebook group. We cannot wait to hang out with you and collaborate on raising these tiny humans. If you're digging this podcast, head on over to Apple Podcasts, scroll down, click those stars and leave a review. It really fills my heart. hear from all of you.
2: I'm Margaret and I'm Amy and together we host the podcast What Fresh Hell laughing in the face of motherhood. Margaret I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom.
3: Correct sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago mom.